the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I am Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Are you looking around to see who's here? I'm just here? making sure everybody's here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Morning. What's going on? Not a lot. It was a nice, cool morning. And it was a beautiful, clear sky last night. Moon, satellites. Oh, see, I didn't even look at it. Moon and notice. satellites. Yes, sir. But the moon is a natural satellite. So. Well, I saw somebody had posted yeah. something on Facebook about some. There was somebody spotted something flying over from flying over Orange County. Well, two but, nights ago, I saw an owl fly over my head. Oh well. Does he think that's what it was? No, I don't think so. We had a huge hawk in our in the agonis tree in our backyard the other day. He just flew in, and there were there were a bunch of little teeny birds. I don't know what they were, but they were freaking out, freaking you know, out. Yeah, and pretty flying around. And then there was a and then there was a crow on top of the tree, and the, the hawk could have could not have cared less. Um, we just sat there for a long time, and then I had to go out and start the barbecue, and then the hawk flew away. But you're so mean. I didn't. It's not like I threw a rock at it. Right. I mean, he did what he had to do. <laughs> So when did someone see something flying over? Which is Yester- it was yesterday. It was, uh, which is the 75th anniversary of Roswell. And is it really? It was yesterday. So therefore, no. perhaps they're so coming therefore, back. Well, maybe maybe somebody just made it up to take advantage of the anniversary maybe of Roswell. So. Maybe. It's hard to say. That's one weird place. Have you ever been to Roswell? I have not. Yeah. I've never been. It's not on my bucket list. I've been there. I went there with the kids when we went to Carlsbad one time. And uh, that's their entire identity. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, so they didn't, have a big botani- they didn't have a desert botanical garden that you stopped at? No, I stopped at the uh, Alien Museum, though. <laughs> so, but, yeah, they, they, they are uh, – aliens are big time back in, back in Roswell. It's, uh, it, it's, it's like quite a, interesting. It's like Willow Creek with a Bigfoot. That's their big, <laughs> you know, gimmick over there, and that's all you see everywhere. Uh, George, you want to run down the uh, classes for Absolutely. everybody? At 9 o'clock in San Diego today, this is a huge class because we just had it up in Poway two weeks ago. It's Help Your Plumerias Thrive with Mike Atkinson. And as, as we yeah, spoke of last week, it was class. one of the largest classes we've ever had. So as you know, Poway, I mean, uh, San Diego rather has limited parking. So get down there early if you want to do the plumeria class. 
At 9.30, we have a tropical fruit tree care and culture class with Mike. And Mike uh, has his own tropical plant uh, uh, landscaping service, but he also is a horticulturalist uh, with the zoo, and he's very well-versed in... Um, Go ahead, David. Can you say that? I, I can. Yeah, we got permission to say that because okay. he's not representing them. Okay, he's here good, on his own. Good. Just want to make sure. Um, and and uh, it's going to be a great class talking about coffee and Manila, uh, Manila, Manila man- mangoes, Manila mangoes, mangoes, papayas, and all the other tropicals. We brought a number of fruit trees into. Uh, we've got some. Of, we've got some uh, tropical fruit to go with it. We do. We have some. Also, some. Yeah, some of the Inga edulis, which. And uh, that, the biggest cher- cherimoya that I've that ever thing seen. Is in massive. My life. Yeah. yeah, that should be. It's anyway, great class at 930 in Poway. And then uh, next week uh, in San Diego at 9 o'clock is a Felco, Felco Tools Maintenance with uh, Jennifer Thompson from Felco. And I think you mentioned last week about the quality of Felco oh, Tools. Oh, absolutely yeah. the best. Right. And then we have a Firewise Planting class in Poway with Greg Rubin from uh, California's own native. That's at 930, Firewise yeah. Planting. You know, I remember us talking about Felco tools, but I didn't pay attention as to why. And it's because there was an upcoming class he was talking about, and that's how we got onto that. I know we talked about them, right. but yeah. we I paid close them. attention. Yeah. Can, can, later, we go back, can we go back to satellites for a minute? I can't let that go. I, you're right. Natural well, satellites what? versus man-made satellites, so I need to, to specify in the future. There you go. Okay, right. thank you for... Correcting me on air, I appreciate. That <laughs> Thanks for coming much. back and accepting the correction so graciously. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, you know it's funny that that cherimoya that we have. I, cher, I, cherimoya. I actually do like cherimoyas. Um, we had a had a guy that worked for us at one time. <laughs> oh, who, wow, that's yes. what I came to, came to my mind too. Who yes, yes. collected cherimoyas, and he had all kinds of he had all kinds of them, and he would bring it when they would fruit. He would bring in. Because it wouldn't make bring, sense to bring him in any other time. No, he, he would bring <laughs> the fruit in, and he brought one in one time, and it was uh, it was a really different looking cherimoya. And he said, "Oh, you need to try this." And he was cutting it up, and he handed me a piece of it. And the first mistake I made was smelling it because <laughs> I smelled it. I was like, "Oh my god!" And he's he's like, "No, no, it's really good. It's really good." And then I tasted it, and I couldn't spit it out fast enough and um was it durian cherimoya no it, but <laughs> man it, it i what when i realized what happened was it it tasted like vomit and that was so when i smelled it that's what triggered the gag reflex and then that was stupid me to actually taste it after that but yeah he came up with he had some really bizarre and yet you still like cherimoya yeah. i i the the traditional cherimoyas, the the ones that you might find in a grocery store from time to time, custardy. yeah, yes. very, the yep. kind of custardy, a little tangy, but uh, no, they they can they can be very good, but yeah, that that particular one was not. It was well, that, uh, he that was, was in his grandparents' house, yes, off of, on Sunset Cliffs or OB, looking yeah. out over the ocean, and he had a ton of trees planted on that yes. property, yeah. I wonder if he, he still did. has. That's a that's very a valuable question. piece of property. So yeah, now most no of those idea. need to be to, to actually have a, a hand, hand great crop. Yeah, you have you to have hand, to pollinate, hand pollinate them, right? Yeah. yeah. Although I, my old tree in PQ, that one, I would get fruit. You know, not a lot, maybe two, three, four pieces each year without doing any pollinating. Yeah, you'll get a. You, you could get a few, but right. to to really get a good crop, you've got to go out there with a with, yep, with a little, red sable paintbrush yeah. and. Get in there and move. It has the to be a brand name. Red... It won't work any other way. Well, Red Sable's not a brand name. It's just the 
type of paintbrush. Oh. So it's That's a really soft funny. paintbrush. I, I had a, um, I didn't, I'm sorry, my neighbor behind me had a cherimoya. It was on a fence line and it used to hang so over. So therefore you had cherimoya. Correct. <laughs> and the cats used to walk on the fence and it actually had, it would fruit regularly. On your side more because of the cats. I think so. But it was weird because it's like I, I never went out there and pollinated and I'm sure that they didn't either. But there was always fruit on it, and I just assumed it was always because of the cats were, <laughs> but we're moving but, it around. Yeah, well, cats are known pollinators. Well, they're one of the the top one of the top hundred yeah, pollinators yeah. in the in honeybees, the, yeah. cats, yeah, moths, cats, cats, yep, yeah, right cats up there right, at the top. Right there. there you go, there you go. Uh, let's see. There's some stuff going on in Balboa Park. Um, not this weekend, but next weekend, 15th, 16th, and 17th, the Carnivorous Plant Society is having their show and sale, which it's probably going to be an interesting, an interesting show. They should have they, some cool. The stuff. Carnivorous Plants family is a spectacular family. Yeah, there's some there's some really neat stuff. Uh, let's see. The 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. Yeah, you know, well, it's not really a plant thing, but if you want to. Go see the Tortoise and Turtles Tortoise, <laughs> tortoise well, and Turtle it's Society. It's like my Manila mango <laughs> problem. I like Turtle and Turtle. No, Turtle and Turtles. Tor- yeah. yeah well. um, they're having their their show. That's uh, the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. The 29th, 30th, and the 31st is um, the Orchid Society uh, Summer Orchid Show and Sale. And that also should be pretty, pretty spectacular. Some really neat stuff. Yep. Uh, at the Botanical Garden, they are going to be shutting down the conservatory on the 11th. So got a couple days left. Um, they're going to be shutting down the conservatory, and they're going to be bringing in their latest ex- exhibition, which opens on the 16th, which is going to be the World of House Plants. So I would imagine John's probably going to get to yeah. get a pretty good selection of stuff in there for that. And it's kind of interesting. We, the the big one of the big things that seems to be going trending in houseplants now is um, aroids, arums, um, alocasias, calocasias, monsteras, taro root. Y- yeah, it, it, they've just got they've just exploded in popularity, and the pricing on some of them is is just insane. What no kidding? What the market is what the market is bearing now, and. Well, All we have some pretty pricey we, we, house plants we have right a, now. We have a few in, but Palo that's part. That's Indiana. part of what this is all about. These plants were common, inexpensive, just run-of-the-mill house plants before 2019, COVID, yeah. before COVID, before COVID, yeah. Yep. And then all of a sudden, the demand went through the roof, and, and there's something can't about keep up. yeah. And what it, what happens when there's that happens? Kind of chart something supply and demand charts, and yeah, something with cost. I'm just those scarcity makes the cost go up. The variegated monsteras oh, have yes. always been in short supply, but the prices were normal. We used to sell those little four inch, they were in four inch pots, they would have three or four leaves, multiple nodes, and we would sell them for between twenty and forty dollars. Beautiful plants. And that same plant, if if you could find it, would probably be around five hundred dollars or more right. right now. Yeah. It, it, it's yeah, and people will yes, pay it willingly. Yes, some people will. Some, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I just don't get it. Yeah, I it it makes no sense to me. 
either. But okay. I like having the beautiful specimen we have at the nursery because it is gorgeous. The variegation on it's gorgeous, and if nobody buys it, fine, they can come look at it. Right. Uh, and we've had people. I mean, we posted it on Facebook yesterday, and we had people show up. What thirty minutes later to look at it? Right. And the faces on those people—they are so happy just to be in proximity to it. It, uh, it's amazing to me. That just by itself, though, is a that's a wonderful thing getting people back into plants for whatever reason even if it's even if it's for the wrong reasons i'm okay <laughs> with it but those people are so excited just to be that close to it and take its picture and tell their friends they got to see it and we're letting them touch the older leaves just not that it's newest one it's kind of like the corpse flower right I was it, just it, say it, has a, it has a following people are coming in lining not truly lining up but coming in specifically to look at things yeah, it was kind of like, like like us geeking out over the fort over the exactly. corpse flower i guess there is some truth to that isn't there yeah very much so thanks for turning it around on us yeah uh, although speaking of corpse flowers our our second one is starting to sprout and, and there's a supply and demand issue there and we pay a lot of money for them and we have participated in that so that we have a couple of plants that's all tr- okay. i still can't believe I, I i am still amazed that the the corpse flower that's in the houseplant section is as nice has, as has is. not it, it's not showing any signs of well of going dormant. It seems to me that it's a it heads it's heads heading towards fall when that happens. Fall into winter is when we end up t- taking them down and putting them in a dry area to keep them it, and that, when it's cool. It, you're you're probably right there, but this one this thing's been a this year. been in a in a vegetative state for a year, at least a year. It was yeah. It, it's this is its anniversary of that stem of that leaf. Okay. It started in July of last year, and now we have the new one that is going to. It, it's almost on the same cycle. The new one is on the same cycle as the last one. Yeah, it's I, starting to push growth yeah. now. Yes, right. Which is yeah, we were looking at it surprising. yesterday, saying that we need either a higher ceiling, <laughs> we need a lower <laughs> floor because that thing is taken off. Yeah, and so next year it can't be it can't be up that high. It's going to have to go. They're going to have to put it somewhere else and get it a bigger tub. Yeah, we have to replant it. If you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Uh, I don't think we're expecting any rain in anytime any soon. Guy, so, uh, you're the resident I'm a meteorologist. What's going on? I didn't some, look at it today. Some moisture, possibly later this week, some the monsoonal stuff. I would... I don't know. Yeah, I yeah, normally so. look at it. I did not this morning. I was so happy I heard all five of the top five hits from 1979 <laughs> this week that I I forgot my normal schedule. But I need to go back to you, George, because 
there's two things you've pointed out today that have turned things around at us slash me, and I'm I'm a little bitter, I think. More, okay, more, I'm a lot bitter. I was going to say, more this, bitter than normal? No, or, no, same, bitterness, same bitterness, but this okay. time it's coming so it's at you. So it's more directed at me, yeah, which is I, not uncommon either. I was going to say, that's a normal, normal work day. I have been thinking about this inflation in houseplants for the last two years that it's been going on and not seeing me as a part of it at all. And now you just kind of opened my eyes a little bit. I'm here for your self-help. Thank uh, you, sir. Will there be counseling later? <laughs> there will be. Now that we've identified the problem? All right. Um, but it is interesting because I just haven't been that – I like houseplants. I've been around them. I've taken them home. I've Killed not them. watered them yes. enough <laughs> on many occasions over the years. And, but I've really focused on the, on the fruit trees, and I keep those alive, and I take care of them because they give me fruit. But I've never thought about the way I – well, and you, the way we react to fruit trees is the exact same way other people are reacting to houseplants. I guess I have to just broaden my horizons and, and recognize. Beauty in all things. Mm-hmm. Oh, well Even said. Even if they don't give you go. something back. Well, well said. They do. Uh, they, they, other, yeah. other than, yeah. yeah. Was, that a, was that a kid reference? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sometimes they don't, do they? Huh. That's okay. I know. I, 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 okay. But, you know, it's... I guess it just depends. It, it it depends on the on the mindset of people. But like, if there if we if we're traveling and there's a and there's a botanical garden, I'll usually go. Especially if it's someplace tropical, like Fairchild Gardens back in Florida, or um, there's another there's another trop, there's another botanical garden that's just outside of West Palm Beach that we went to the last time that we were back there, and it, it it's just amazing. You is when you get when you go when you go to a botanical garden that's outside of your yeah, so a comfort where, zone exactly. where where you normally are. Um, oh, God. I'm going to Kauai in the not too distant well, that, region. There's a that, lot that, of that, well, the whole, whole island. The whole island, is but there a, are some some well known botanical gardens there. So um, the intent, you know, we have every intention what, of hitting what, those. What's the one? Some of them. There's there's a big one in downtown Honolulu. The there's name the, escapes me now, but it it, it it's spectacular. It is absolutely amazing, and you walk through there and you look at all the stuff that you only in see, San Diego you only read about. You only read about. Oh, yeah, read about. Oh. Yeah. Um, and when you see it in person, you just you just, yeah, it's you just geek out over yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's there's it, a really neat one in Kauai. Foster yeah. Foster Gardens. Oh, yeah, in, yeah. In, in Honolulu is absolutely amazing. It's incredible, um, and you see stuff over there that you will never see in the in the mainland United States. So right. even though they say that we can grow more stuff here in San Diego than you can in Hawaii, well, you know, but Capri it's, and I it's have a lot different. of houseplants and I use finger quotes that are on our porch because, right. you know, mm-hmm. in San Diego you can grow what, in, if you were growing things in upstate New York, they would be a houseplant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But here right. we can grow a lot of things outside that are houseplants, and they do quite well. Yeah, my living houseplants are outside where I can just run by with a hose <laughs> once in a while. Can't, it's not really practical so, to do that inside. So you have the Michaels houseplants inside, the silk plants? <laughs> no, I have ones. Dead, that, dead I did ones, actually. Yeah. I have a, a collection of them that I kept alive for a couple of years, including uh, carnivorous plants. But they may have gotten a little dry over the last six months. 
So those are like bog plants, aren't they? They, they need a little yes. extra water. Yeah. So they didn't come out of dormancy this year. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what you're going to call it. They went dormant, exactly. and they didn't come out. They of went yes. long term dormancy. That is my story, and I am sticking to it. Absolutely correct. Uh, some of the stuff that we, some of the stuff that I that we've spotted around the store lately. Uh, you were the one that pointed out yesterday the uh, maloviscus. Right, the wax uh, mallow. The wax mallow. Yeah, also got, called a Turk's cap. I, I, yeah, that yeah. is a neat looking. It looks like a hibiscus flower that doesn't open. Doesn't open. Yeah, and, yeah. agreed. And yeah. they look gorgeous. And and they're, they're beautiful. According to all the literature I was reading, it it is a very drought tolerant plant and takes full sun nicely. So, it does not look like a drought tolerant. It does plant. not, no. and that surprises. No, me. it looks like it looks like a water user. Looks like a very yeah. It looks like a. Looks like a tropical it looks like plant. a very tropical yeah. plant. It looks yes. like a tropical plant. So more research, but I'm I'm interested in one of those. I would say it looks like a the flower looks like a turbine fan that has you know because it's they're, they're folded into each other, if like a compressor. Okay. Yeah. Is that veins on a compressor? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Close look. Okay. Thank okay. you. I'll give you that. Sheesh. Um, we have a red one and a white, uh, reds and white and. Oh, I didn't see the white one. Yeah, I only saw the red neat. ones. They're the the red ones are. Are are really spectacular. I, I think there's another one I haven't seen this year that has a little purple in it, but it's a different. The flower opens up more than than this, this one. This one, okay. But the tree, those are in tree form, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah those are patio I was, trees. I was talking to Brian, our buyer, and he was saying that the the, the wholesaler, the vendor that sold these, says these only look good as a patio tree because they, you because you can look up and see those hanging oh, as a shrub. Okay. As a shrub, they're just not they quite lost. as attractive. Yeah, right? I could the flank. I could I could see that. Yep. Yeah, because it's gonna be you're gonna be looking down on it. So right, it's not, <laughs> I'm looking like what, like you guys do to me. Well, so. yeah, George, <laughs> well, it's just George, you're short. Exactly. George doesn't look down. Or, <clears throat> anyway, um, so anyway, uh, the malviscus are they look they look really nice right now. Uh, the other thing that I saw in the in the shade house, which we have a lot of, and I hadn't seen any in a while, was ligularias. Ligularia okay. gigantea. Yeah, it's a, and it, it's got another name. Was oh, far, far, far farfugia or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a traditionalist. I stick with the names exactly. they, they me taught too. me early. Ligularia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a neat. It's a neat plant. Um, it yeah. Looks. It looks like. Um, looks like giant dicondra. Right. Like and, giant dicondra. We yeah. sent a bunch of those rhizomes to Disney when they opened up Animal Kingdom. Animal, Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. I only remember the. I only remember the. Um, Talansias. The Talansias and the staghorns. Yeah. They got some ligularias as well. Man, you used to see ligularia all over Point Loma. Point Loma, Loma yeah. It's like the Portuguese For, lucky yeah, plant or the, something. Yeah, yeah, the Portuguese love Yeah, they love what, are, what are some common names for that for those people who don't know it? In the I don't town? know that there's a common name for it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. The only, I remember someone calling it a, a ragweed flower, but I don't know if it was that species. Yeah, I don't know. I sometimes think that the leaves look like... Don't horses sometimes wear like rubber cups around their hooves over them? Yeah. They yes. Kind of, yeah. The, the leaves kind of look like that sheath. They don't quite bend down all the way around. But and it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful, lustrous leaf. Yeah, shiny is yeah, like and it has yellow flowers. But yeah, eh. the flowers it's grown for the, the flower, the flower, yeah. the flower doesn't daisy. amount to much. The yeah. flowers, it's, it's a, it, I think they're in the composite family. Yeah. it's yeah. like a little daisy flower. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't yeah, it's doesn't not compared like to the foliage. It on is in the sunflower plant. family. So. Oh, but yeah. it's a uh, um, the other thing. It's 
snails typically love them too. Yeah. The ah, what, snails get into you them. And I, David and I were talking yesterday. What are our hostas? Yes. No. Oh, I, I was looking at our hosta table. Mm-hmm. It's wiped out. It it is they're destroyed, and we yeah. talk about every time people call or ask, you know, do, can yeah. you grow these here? We say yes, but snails love them, and ours are two and a half, three feet off the ground, and they're decimated right yeah. now. Yeah, we right. need to need to cut them back and. But it's it, get them the snails in. really get to them. They really do, if, and uh, they find them no matter where they are. If you're gonna if you're gonna grow, if you're gonna grow hostas, you really need to put. Some yeah. kind of snail control down because they they will You'd find probably need them to put it out three weeks before you plant and then and then continue weekly. Probably not a bad idea. Probably not a bad idea. Um, what else did we have? Oh, um, some troubling news out of North County. Oh. Yeah, they found psyllids. They found psyllids with HLB with the bacteria. That causes HLB, HLB in them. They don't them. have any positive they, finds in a commercial orchard in Palma Valley, which is mostly commercial orchards, right? I think it's right. all commercial or- yeah. orchards. Um, yeah, according to the, the news release, it was the first uh, positive ACP found in a commercial grove in San Diego County. But they have not found any in the, in the trees. No, just, not, uh, yes, just in, not yet. Just in, just in the insects. But right. I've got to figure that it takes them much longer to identify it and for it to manifest itself enough to be confirmed as a test in the plants themselves. So right. it is most likely there. And I remember last time we were talking about this, we were talking about how the commercial groves have kept themselves clean, and it has not been an issue in commercial groves. So we, as individual homeowners, have to pick up the slack Step and up make sure game, right? we're on it. And yeah. now, well, it's everybody has to. Yeah. Yeah. That's on. So that we can unfortunate. enjoy the, continue to enjoy the citrus we geek out on. As, so if the citrus goes, then there's no reason to stay. Cause that was my, that's me, true. That's keeping me here is that's the having true. citrus trees. Um, and hopefully the research will continue and, they are making a lot of progress. Make some progress on that. They've, Australian finger lime the and the, finger the, the peptides that are in there to help. Uh, they've maybe, also maybe they've also identified reduce. trees that have had kind of natural immunity um, that they have had in groves that were decimated. A few trees or a tree has been fine, and so there have been things. There's a lot of research going on, and I'm surprised with the amount of money that citrus brings in as a crop. That haven't. we haven't thrown enough money to, to to get to a solution yet, but it seems like we're on the cusp of a of a good solution. Well, especially since this all started back in Florida, you would have you would have yeah. in the amount of time that this has been going on, you would have thought that they would have definitely I, I done more. And and they're doing things with rootstocks, and I don't understand how a rootstock would help to mitigate it. But there's there's studies going on with rootstocks. And with other growth accelerants and maintaining the trees in a different manner to help them be strong enough to fend it off. So there's a lot going on, and hopefully there will be a solution before it gets to my trees. <laughs> Thank goodness I live in the south half of the county. Yes, I thought I was going to be the first one to get it coming up from the south. But well, I was going to say, didn't they, didn't they originally find the psyllid down in like, Sweetwater? The psyllid, but not the... But not, not the, the not, disease. Yeah, not but the, not the, the disease. No, I remember. Carrying. I remember when. I remember when um, they discovered the psyllids down in. I think it was down around Sweetwater. Yeah, and all along that area, yeah. Campo, Delzura, all along 
David's backyard. Yes. <laughs> yes. If you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson, along with Mark Mahady, David Ross, and George Allman. George, you had some inform- You found some interesting information about the research on... Well, with the cost, you know, what we were talking about money being thrown at HLB mm-hmm. and stuff, and there's a, a program called the Citrus Pest and Disease Prevention Program, the CPDPP, and in their report, I know it sounds like a yeah. communist China... Yeah. Anyway, uh, in, in the report that came out in 20. 20- 20 and 2021 annual report they were talking about the amount of money that's devoted to this research mm-hmm. and um they were originally funded with 15 million dollars and that was assessed on the cartons of citrus so when, when the additional fees that were put on on citrus to help fund this they they also received a 12 million dollar grant from the u.s department of agriculture for citrus health and then five million from california's general fund and all that was going into to help prevent uh, and treat the disease here in California. Just in California. Just in California alone, right? Well, did they set up a GoFundMe page? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. There's an orange. There's a little baby tangerine. Fund this tangerine. Okay, uh, it's supposed to be seasonally seasonably hot this week with temperatures maybe two to five degrees above normal with some increasing monsoonal moisture late in the week, but mostly over the mountains and deserts. But right. Thank you. And now back to sports. Okay. <laughs> Um, speaking of citrus, we've actually got a pretty good selection of citrus in stock right now. The best, no, the best we've had in the best over we've had in a year. long time. And actually, where we had quite a bit of stuff that I didn't realize we had gotten in was uh, standard citrus. I don't know that the, I don't know that the, the selection is real deep, but there's a fair number of fair number of trees out there. Where before we were down to Nothing. like what? Yeah. 15 or 20 trees trees period. did you period? see how nice the five gallon standard eureka lemons look they're kind of hidden no i didn't i didn't the, there's a block them. of meyer lemons that look nice mm-hmm. but the eurekas right next to them are they look fantastic. so nice that david actually came into the store to tell me how nice <laughs> they looked yesterday so oh, i'll have to go take a look on that's Monday. how nice they that's look. how nice they are oh and and well speaking of citrus you, you got the letter that i put on your desk yes about laverne yes one of our um one of our wholesale wholesalers has been uh, swallowed up by the another wholesaler by another wholesaler, which Verde is going to end up owning everything in the this world. Point. Well, yeah. I yeah. think what we're going to see eventually is Verde and Moon, and they're going to have their armed forces. They're going to each have a nursery that with a with a 
a common border, and then they're going to fight. <laughs> I think that's how it's going to end up. Well, it'll be interesting to see because Verde is bought so far. They well, they they started out as Tree Town, I think was yes. the name yeah. of the company, and then they bought Heinz, and they bought. And Heinz had numerous growth facilities right. around Heinz the country. Was, yeah, Heinz, Heinz was a big national company. Then they bought Village, which was a big Southern California. I don't West Southern Coast, California yeah. West Coast grower. Yeah, um, now they bought Laverne. I, I didn't mean, realize Laverne had a hundred acres. And I didn't I, either. Wow, that's a lot. That's a that's a big. That's a big facility. Was Laverne up? Is that the one that's up in the Central Valley? No, no? they're. Not in Laverne, where we would expect, right. but they're they're up in the L.A. area. Okay. So, yeah, but the Verde is quickly, very quickly becoming a yeah. a powerhouse uh, yeah. in the uh, name to be reckoned with, yes. In the nursery industry. Yeah, I'm working well, as on as, it. As long as we have people growing citrus, because fewer right. people are growing it with all these quarantine restrictions. Well, we, we have some such. more citrus coming down probably next week <laughs> from the other citrus grower in the Central Valley. Who has not been bought out yet. Who has not been bought out yet? But they are the ones. These two companies produce a lot of the trees that the other growers grow on, which I didn't realize. I always assumed that the local growers grew their own stuff. Well, they right. get the small things, uh, the smaller From trees, the younger trees, them, yeah. and grow them on. Right. And so they're just shifting stuff. Well, the the cutbacks that we have, the tall, they're they're single trunks. They're about three feet tall. And the tops have been cut, so immediately they branch out. Well, those I, I planted three of them in the last couple of months, and they've all branched out nicely. And they are going to be 15-gallon equivalent trees in one season. It, it would be a great way to do this if you wanted to buy the land, buy the screenhouses, because they all have to be grown indoors now to, to help prevent the spread. But they are they don't look like much right now, but they are it's deceptive, trees. but you're yeah. right. I mean, I, I, we put three in as well, and, and almost instantaneously, they would. They, the growth, they, yeah, they blossomed, has exploded, with, with, because we're taking such good care of them, George. Because we're professionals, you know. <laughs> Don't try this at home. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, I'm having a much bigger problem with blossom end rot this year on my tomatoes than I've ever had before. Is it because I'm growing big tomatoes and I? Don't normally grow bigger tomatoes, but did you put gypsum in the soil? I put bone meal in the soil, and I was so proud of myself for putting bone meal in each of these. So, and mycorrhizae. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of research saying that it's not the calcium as much as we think it is. But it's the if, humidity. Well, it's inconsistent watering. Yeah, you yeah. know, I, if it gets a little dry and then super wet. It, that can be part of it. But that said, does bone meal have a lot of calcium? Because I think so. Because I use, I'll I use, grind their bones to make my <laughs> calcium. I use uh, oyster shell, which is 35% calcium. So I have to look and see what the percentage of calcium is on bone meal. That's you. way too much for me. I did water them regularly and very well for the first month or two. I've been really bad about it for the last month. And normally I get better as time goes on, but these are, I don't know, something's well, been taking up It's interesting. Up time. We, we've, yeah. we've not had as much blossom. In fact, I don't recall any blossom in rot this year. I have, I have Thanks, vol, vol rot. I have little voles eating them. But yeah, I haven't I haven't seen any blossom end rot yet. Uh, my biggest thing though is, is just keeping them keeping them hydrated because right. I got them out, I got them out on the deck by the by the pool and they're in twenty gallon twenty gallon pots and there's two plants per pot. But man, when it's hot, it it just just sucks, sucks, up sucks the, the water. sucks yeah. the water right well, out. Well, you know our, our our tomato resource farmer Roy he covers his tomatoes in 
some point. I don't know if it's July or. or it's August. when we're having the hundred yeah, he, degree he takes days. The, he takes shade cloth and just drapes it over all of his tomatoes. Really? He does. I may have to try that. Well, I, I also have... made the I also made the mistake of not putting a tomato cage on, <laughs> and so now they're just everywhere. They're, they're everywhere. Yeah. I did do that I, this I, year I, yeah, initially with the. Year. The towers, the obelisks. I love my obelisks because they don't break down and you can use them year after year. And when there's no tomatoes on them, they are garden art, air quotes, so I can leave them in the garden. But I have not watered them enough. I'm watering them by hand. Usually and not so, enough when we so do it I by hand. So I don't water yeah. them enough. But I did water them last night because I didn't think I was going to get up in time to water them this morning before radio. So that was in the peppers. I did get gorgeous orange peppers this year, orange bell peppers. I did and not I've grow even, peppers this year. They did last year. We but had a, a great crop of shishitos that we grilled uh, up, shishito peppers that yeah. we gr- grilled up the other day. They're, they, I was going to say, watch those your are, mouth. Those are, shishito peppers are good, but man, they they can be kind of stealthy. You can be, you can sit there and eat them and eat them and eat them, and then you get one and it's Hot. it's like biting <laughs> into an ember. It's the yeah. truth. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. yeah. But, it, you know, some sea salt, olive oil, and oh, no, grilled up. Oh, my oh, gosh. They're, they're, those are delicious. They're incredibly good, and they're prolific. Yeah, they Six are. Six plants will give you lots a and lots huge and lots bounty of, of peppers. Yeah, yeah. I we used to grow like one one jalapeno pepper a year, and one pepper or, or, one, or, or one pepper <laughs> one plant. plant, one one pepper plant, and that would Suffice. and they ne- they never get really that big, but it would produce more yeah. jalapenos than we could ever go through. And if, I want to say then Carter's got pills again, but will, yeah. I, I won't. Oh, good. But, Don't. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, the jalapenos are really, they're really easy they're, to grow. You know what's kind of. Serratos and, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they are. What's surprising to me is I put in the orange bells, and they're all beautiful and orange. But I also put in a s- sweet snacker or something, the one that I thought was going to look like the Costco. The uh, little bags. The little bags, yeah. which are delish. I did get one pepper that's ripe so far. There's a ton of peppers on the plant. And the one was good, but most of them are they're taking longer to ripen than a full-size orange bell pepper, which makes no oh, sense to me. That's kind of weird. Are they yeah. in the exact same spot as your bell peppers? Well, they're not the exact same spot, but each plant is about 8 to 10 inches apart in a row. They get approximately the same amount of, same amount of sun and water. I am not going to say the exact amount because it's not, but it's <laughs> okay. very We're similar. Just checking with you. Okay. Um, you know, Melanie will get those bags of peppers from Costco or... Where wherever they have them, you should just take them and, and throw them on the, the grill. grill. Yeah. Oh my they're god. They're still they're, they're tasty. Does she take them out of the bag good. first? Yeah, she usually does. <laughs> yeah. okay. um, but man, they are that that's a that's a great way to cook them. Just oh, absolutely. Throw so them on true. the grill and and and. It's an extra. That's a lot of extra work. I'd rather just take them out of the fridge and snack on them like a snacker. Well, you can should you, be done. You, you can, can do you that, can do but, that too. But man, they're you, but adding the char to it. Adding the char to it. It kind of concentrates the flavor a little bit more. It does. Do you add some sea salt and olive oil like George does? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it, you can ask. We made them for Mary. You can ask Mary if okay. she liked them or not. Okay. Well, she's going to say her. she's going to say she does. Whether she well, did no, or she not. Can't. She, <laughs> she, she will be not. honest and tell you they were the worst things or the best things she's ever had. So. No, she would tell me. Well, she could be honest. Well, she will be honest, and if you're I'm, done, you know what? I should yeah. just let <laughs> just this go. Let it go. <laughs> Thank they you. They were delicious. Excellent. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy is the number. 
We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Um, speaking of grapevines, you know what I didn't see this year was the little miniature grapes from Monrovia. I have not seen them as well. And they should be just about fruiting at this I'm point. I'm okay with that because we harvested some what I believe were red flame seedless grapes off of our some of the trees in our vineyard. I don't think I planted flames. Didn't we replace something with a couple of of uh, tables or no? I don't think so. So what was the good red seedless grape then that, that came out of the... I have no idea. Okay. I can't... Maybe we should uh, label things. <laughs> no, I did. I, I did. I did label them at one time. I have to go out and take a look. But we don't. Yeah. We don't. We don't need to because we're going to remember exactly. How, um, yeah. And somebody but, you know, else brought in blueberry grapes that were quite. Yeah, those delicious. are interesting. Uh, they have seeds in them, but. Um, Seeds are good for you. Yeah. Yes, they are. They're oh. full of resveratrol. I've heard it on the radio on so my way to the studio. I, I, th- I think they're. I think they're full of grapeseed oil too. Ah, perhaps. I so. really enjoy. Mine aren't ready yet, but there's a good crop coming. They're still green of my Concord grapes, mm. and yes. uh, the mm. flavor's great. I like the crunch of the seed. It is not a bitter seed, and the seed's supposed to be really good for you. So the leaves are different on that too. On your Concord, it's a, it's a pretty so plant. It's growing up into my avocado. And so they hang in the in the understory. Well, you know, it's really the the small vineyard that we have at the, the Poway store. All of the all of the vines are um, vigorous, head head, head yeah head, head trained head trained right. And they put out a lot of fruit. They do. I, uh, the PQ house, I have like eight eight or ten growing like that, all head trained. And, and it's and nice because well. you don't yeah you don't you don't you don't have to put up the trellises or anything. You basically right. just need a good stake to hold the thing up. Until, but until then, a but I'll tell you, you know, at the end of the season, though, that you've got stuff everywhere. Yeah, you right. have to come back and clean up. You, yeah, you got to. Well, you got to pr- even You're pruning anyway. You got to prune, prune them anyway. Right. But um, yeah, it's a it head, and there are variety. There are varieties that will lend themselves to head training more, more readily, so more right. readily than than others. Sure. Um, but if you if you keep track of that, then it's a. If you don't have a huge space in your yard, it's a it's a great way to. Or like Great David, you just grow. let him grow up the avocado. Just let him go everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I, I put mine on the fence, and Took I didn't off. get over to the neighbor's house in time to trim his side, so he trimmed well, it. But I, I have passion. A, <clears> excuse me. I, I, you have passion? Well, I started to cough at the same time, so I said, excuse me. I have passion vines that grow up trees and yeah. into my neighbor's Everything. yard, and, it's, and, and it, it, it's, a perma, it's a permaculture. It's a food forest. It works well. Oh, thank you. So if you just let it go, you're doing a whole. I'm doing thing. it for the environment. Exactly. I'm you're not lazy or anything. It's really there's a there's a purpose method, behind it. Method to my 
Madness. Yes. I have some. Sanity. I have some muscat grapes grown on the fence line. I love muscat. That is such a good grape. It really is. It's a. I. I just need to get out there and get them before the rats get them. Yeah, that's, that's the. the <laughs> that's secret. the biggest. Yeah. The biggest issue. Uh, if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to go down to Chula Vista where Alan is waiting. Good morning, Alan. How are you? Morning, guys. Uh, doing really well. This is so interesting listening to you guys. I hate to interrupt uh, your conversation, but you, you did uh, mention tomatoes here just uh, before the last break. Yeah. And this is the first year I just have been overloaded with stuff to do and weeds and everything, so I haven't put in any tomatoes in the spring. And I just wonder, for for the fall crop, what's a good time to put it in? And uh, do you have to do anything special besides uh, gypsum and uh, compost and that kind of thing? No, uh, just amend the soil with a good with a with a good um, organic compost. Put some gypsum into the soil, or you can do like David. No, does don't do put, like David did. Don't, don't use bone meal. Don't follow David. You could put bone meal in, or you could put, or like George, you could put a was it oyster shell, oyster, oyster shell, shell. Uh, lime, lime. Um, and mix them and mix a good, and mix a good fertilizer in with the soil before you plant them as well. And now is now would be a great time to do it. Okay, so it's not too early for fall. No, no, you could go ahead and do it now because even even early girl, uh, which is a, about a sixty day crop, you're you're going to be you're you're going to be pushing into uh, September. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did have uh, kind of another comment uh, mm-hmm. at one time. Um, well, you guys had, uh, you know, talking about tomatoes, said that the uh, the growers have put putting those little tags in with the uh, the VF rating on them. That's correct. Um, but the, it seemed like there was a chart that the nursery down, uh, down on you know San Diego Nursery had a chart that showed the VF rating of different varieties. Do you yeah. remember anything like that? Yeah, yeah. we I re, I do remember some I. Yes, we probably yes. have it somewhere. Yes, yeah. I'm sure the we varieties do. come and go and change, though. So it's yeah. But the yes, the chart still exists. I think at both stores. Yeah. Is, it, is there a chance they'd have it at the service desk? Uh, that would yeah. probably that would be where I would ask for it. Yeah. Okay, great. I've I've had really good success with uh, Better Boys, and uh, I love beefsteak tomatoes. If you if you have a good year, you get this big tomato and you slice those open, and they're just so scrumptious. It's a yeah. it's a good tomato. It really is. Yeah. Um, as far as blossom end rot, um, how much gypsum do you mix in with the uh, with the soil? Uh, I think I, I think with gypsum they rated it. I think it's was it uh, ten pounds per hundred square, square feet, feet for yeah. hundred square feet. I usually just throw like a handful in. It's you're really not going to overdo it. That's what I do. A couple of yeah. hands full mixed into the hole when you're planting. Yeah. Okay, so it's not a kind of a thing where you over overdose the soil. No, yeah, it's, it's not like it, not burn. not yeah. like you're going to burn it with nitrogen or something like that. Yeah, no, it, you're you're going to be okay. Okay, good deal. All right, thanks thanks for the comment. Okay, and, uh, wonderful program. Love love listening. Thank you very much, Alan. Thanks for getting up early and listening to us. Thank you. Talk okay. to you later. Take care. Uh, let's see. We're going to move up to Oceanside where Betty is waiting. Good morning, Betty. How are you? Ah, good morning, Betty. How are you? Hit the button, Ken. Good morning. I'm fine. I'm. Uh, I enjoy listening to your program as well. Well, thank you. I heard mentioning a grapevine, and I've had some healthy grapevines for many years, but this year, for some reason, my grapes are moldy, and I wanted to know if there's any reason you might know why they might be moldy. They're little, and they're moldy. 
I mean, probably is mildew it pa- powdery, powdery mildew? Powdery uh, mildew affects grapes quite regularly. Yeah, yes. and I, it's probably more of a probably more of a weather thing yeah. than than anything else. Um, what does UC say? And some varieties you can use copper, I'm sure, but I would guess sulfur. there's others where you cannot. Is right. That, I, I, well, well, I typically use copper on my varieties, but I don't know. Do you know what varieties you have? Well, it's the um, the red grapes and um, and and green grapes. Yeah, turn down your radio, please. <laughs> it's further Uh-oh. behind than I thought. Um, I, w- I would use copper on them. That's how I, I the spray them with the copper. The, what's the organic one called? It's copper soap. It's just, it's just copper. Copper body. soap, yeah. yeah. And, and also um, sulfur is listed for grapes as well for powdery mildew. Um, sulfur, there's, there are some varieties that I think sulfur, that sulfur will, can cause a problem and, and with. With the heat might be a problem with yeah. that too. Captan, I think we used to yeah. be labeled for grapes as well, but I, I haven't seen that in a while. But I, th- I think, I think one of the copper sprays would probably be your, would be your best bet. Okay. It's a spray, copper spray? Yes. Yes. Okay. And, and do you spray the grapes with it or the plants with it? Everything. Everything. I would focus on the fruit clusters, but everything. Right. Wow. Okay. And, and you know, actually, if while we're here real quick, that neem oil is listed, and neem oil, it does control powdery mildew, and it's safe, and it's listed for um, powdery mildew and vineyards by University of California Integrated Pest Management. Use neem oil. <laughs> Perfect. Now that we've got you all set up on copper, change it to neem oil. Scratch out copper and write down neem oil. Really? Now, would you spell that for me? Neem, N-E-M-E? N-E-E-M. N-E-E-M. Okay, got it. Okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome, Betty. Have a great weekend. Oh, you too. Thank Bye-bye. you. And, and just on a side note before George reprises the reprises the classes, uh, apparently your mayonnaise chicken was the best as well. Not just the grilled peppers, <laughs> but the mayonnaise chicken was exceptional, ah, I hear. Wonderful. Okay. So in San Diego, 9 o'clock, we have Help Your Plumerias Thrive with Mike Atkinson at 9.30 in Poway, Tropical Fruit with Mike. You've been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to be back next weekend with another hour of Garden Talk right here on KCBQ and KPRZ. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.